My name is Elizabeth Lewis, and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, and today I am here with John McLeod from Cloud Cannabis. And Jamie Freeman, who you guys have heard multiple times on this podcast. So as many of you know, we've had this conversation in previous episodes about cannabis usage. And it was just kind of like our introduction to kind of see how many people are actually interested in having this conversation. So I, I want to kind of share with you guys, we we decided to bring on Cloud Cannabis. Your reputation is really good. I've read all your reviews. <laughs> that's all I'm telling you that's a big thing like reviews when we're looking through a lot of people reviews are a huge thing but I I recently took a little sabbatical from work and um, my husband and I went up north and he knew I was doing this so he used this kind of as like a, a segue to saying hey why don't we stop and get this while we're going up north on this really relaxing vacation mind you you know if you guys remember I have never done any sort of drugs never and my husband actually has been sober for 15 years, sober and has not done drugs in 15 years. So we're recently at like a, I don't even know, a, a, like a 60th birthday party and everybody was around him was using pens. And he was like, we get in the car and he's like, that was really hard. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, no, you don't understand. Like it was really hard. And I was like, okay. So didn't think anything of it. And then I was telling him, he obviously made jokes. Are you going to start smoking dope? And I was like, no. <laughs> um, so long story short, we end up going up north. We stop at Cloud. Well, first he went online. We stop at Cloud and pick up this little blue bag, which is pretty cute. Like this little pack gene that you have is cute. <laughs> and it, I, I'm cute factor is important to me, you guys. I don't care if I'm eating it, smoking it, or whatever. But it's very childproof. So, like, my husband was really excited. We pull over, you know, because he has previous experience. I do not. So we pull over there. It's in this another cute little, I'm assuming the buds, whatever. We're in this, like, cute little blue, look like pill bottle. Yep. And he was like, yeah, he was, like, really excited. Like, his smile was, like, so big. I was like, gosh, you didn't even smile that big when we got married. <laughs> and um, <laughs> then it, there was this, like, lovely little chocolate bar in there. So he gets out and he like takes it to his bag, puts it in his bag and puts it in the back seat because he doesn't want it to melt because it was hot. Sure. I was like, wow, you're really taking care of this stuff. <laughs> so we get up north, you know, go about our day. We get to like the nighttime and he goes, um, yes, you feel like eating a little chocolate. And I was like, Joel, <laughs> yeah, sure. So we micro dosed, as you call it. So he got out his phone calculator and it was 100 milligrams for the bar. And he starts like, because you guys recommend 2.5. He then goes into like, okay, so we have to cut this on the lines and we have to cut it again. So like, it was like the celebratory. I don't even know how to explain. He's like, okay, now open your mouth. I was like, oh, okay. I can put it in my own mouth. Thank you. <laughs> so 
you know, I take it. And I don't really, honestly, I was already like pretty chill. And so I didn't really notice, like, I just felt good. Like I was just chill. So I don't have anything to compare it to. Whereas my husband was like, okay, I, he, he used to, we ended up going, you know, coming back from the walk. He takes a little bit more. And then he ends up then smoking his little buds. And he was high, yes, because he didn't, he did not follow the rules. Like, I think he thought he was like his pre-self. <laughs> and he took like four hits and I was not in the car. Obviously, he comes back in and was just acting like just really weird. Really, like kind of like the boys in high school when you're like, ew. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like very interesting to me because I'm just like super chill and he's just like giggling and just being like really weird. And so fast forward the next night, he only takes two puffs and he's like normal again. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is why you really need to be educated. Because like a seasoned smoker minus he hasn't smoked it in like 15 years but I thought he felt like because he did it 15 years ago that he could just be like I I don't even know what one puff would be like because I've not ever smoked I've never done drugs so anyways having you here (laughs) is so great because I think that the huge thing is educating people on it because I have heard people who use it for anxiety or people are currently using it or Jamie, you've also discussed it as far as in the autistic world, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So is it a big thing that you're noticing as it was legalized? Oh, yeah. Yeah. As as it became legal, obviously, that takes a lot of, <laughs> but even, as it became legal recreationally, I think was really the big win because, uh, as it's starting to anyway, I should say, because a lot of the, a lot of the mothers are feeling more so open, I guess, to the idea of looking at something if it doesn't have as much legal restriction on it. And, you know, I want to be very clear, there's not a plethora of mothers in the metro Detroit area getting their kids high. It's, that's not what it is. Yeah. It's, they're truly starting to educate themselves and educating others on the medicinal benefits because people with autism overall, um, not all people with autism, but they have a hard time going into places where there's a lot of sensory input. Yeah. And they can get overstimulated very easily and when you say overstimulated for a normal person, it's not comfortable. When you say overstimulated for somebody on the spectrum, it's unbearable. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they'll get violent, um, extremely violent. Yeah. And I know my son does. And what they're finding is that by microdosing some very, very small levels, um, their children and their adults with autism are able to interact in more social situations without getting that unbearable feeling of overstimulation. Wow. Okay. So let's talk more about that. But first, I want John to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about your journey. So people are like, okay, he's not just some guy that decided to make money. (laughs) Because realistically, like I said to my husband, I was like, God, they're everywhere. So just like, are these people who are like started growing it in their basement and like decided, hey, I'm going to start a business because I feel like it's so interesting because my husband said to me, he goes, you know, I just remember going to like, he named some streets in the city and why this is so different is because you didn't know what you were getting. Yeah. Like the weed 
even me saying that, and this is the stigma, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like the saying that, right? And he was like, you know, you're just, you're just going buying a, a bag and you just had no idea what you were smoking. Yep. Yep. And so I think that's the, the insane part. Whereas when we looked at your website, well, when he was going through it, it was just like such a different experience. Yeah. It's, it's a huge experience. It's a, it's a regulated, highly you know, licensed industry now. And it's nothing like those streets that your husband used to go to. <laughs> I could probably name some of those same like, street names. Um, I was like, I don't want to know this part about you, okay? Yeah. Well, and you know, in Michigan, we've had a unique experience because in 2008, there was an adult or a medical law enacted in the state. So between 2008 and 2018, we had 10 years of this medical law, but not much when it came to actual legitimate retail stores because the law didn't really promulgate what to do from a consumer's perspective, it was mostly caregiver grows and selling to directly to patients. When the adult use law came into play, that's when you actually started seeing these stores pop up. Um, and yes, they're everywhere in qualifying <laughs> communities. Yes. Um, even though the state of Michigan is an adult use legal state, it's up to each municipality, township, or city to decide if they're going to allow adult use sales or medical sales. Okay. So there's very few and far between. I think there's only 83 communities in the state out of over 1,400 wow. that allow adult use cannabis. So they're everywhere in communities that allow it. So, okay. you know, in Ann Arbor, in, for instance, cannabis, I mean, I think we could all argue has probably been legal for 50 years there, you know, for the <laughs> right. most part, right? They have 27 stores that are licensed in the city of Ann Arbor. Wow. So, and all 27, you know, relatively can do very well in that marketplace. You know, it's a very dense market. Whereas in a city, let's say Utica, they only have two licensed facilities. So each municipality is different how they lay it out. Okay. Um, me, from my personal experience, the cannabis, you know, it's turned into a business. But for me, it was medicine first. I was injured and uh, my doctors put me on Oxycontin. Oof. And yeah. Yep. Ooh. And it was it's a familiar it's a familiar story for us all. I think I was probably about three months in when my wife sat me down and said, you know, this is not working. I were you just be- like comatose? No, I was being an asshole. Really? To be honest yeah. with you. I mean, if I were just to call it what it is, it was being an asshole. She said I was not being a good husband. I was not being a good father. I was wow. not being a good person. And I'll tell you the scariest part about it, I had no idea. Really? I thought I was cool, mm-hmm. man. I th- I'm like, okay, no problems here. No you pain know? here. Nothing. Yeah. I thought I was fine. And um, it shook me. It really did. It shook me. And okay. I was very appreciative of my wife being strong-willed and um, confident enough to say, look, yeah. this is not working. So um, I have a good friend of mine, Dr. Sakab Nakadar, who is the premier cannabis doctor in Michigan, maybe in the state or in the country. And he was ready for me to come see him. He gave me a recommendation and, and that's where it started. And so this was 10 years ago and I haven't had as much as an aspirin in 10 wow. years. And they okay. told me I'd be on Oxycontin the rest of my life. So wow. for me, the healing benefits of cannabis and not the high benefits of cannabis, the healing benefits of cannabis have really saved my life. They've saved my marriage. They've allowed me to be a good father and all that kind of good stuff. That's the real important things yeah. of life. And so really we wanted to kind of bring that level of an industry, that level of a business to market in Michigan so that we could kind of destigmatize, educate, and allow the cannabis curious consumer to come see us. You know, I mean, what we're providing is different. It's tested. It's regulated. You know what you're getting. You know where it's coming from. They're tagged just like lettuce. If there's something wrong with the product, we can trace it all the way back to where it started at the seed. Wow. Um, So it's it's a very, very mature regulated market in Michigan. We're on the front end of things still. 
the legislators have done a really good job. The regulators have done a really good job in Michigan. We're a very progressive market. They're on the front end of a lot of this stuff. Okay. But it's it's a great place mm-hmm. to be in cannabis in Michigan, and it's a great place to really speak the truth to the plant. Yeah. Okay. And you're also a stay-at-home yeah. dad. It, yeah. yeah. So that's so really after I got hurt, that's where it was. I was my wife was a teacher, special education, seventh grade uh, teacher, public school, and I became the stay-at-home dad. So I took the traditional female role in our household and. I was so blessed. It was the greatest thing ever. It was very, very hard for me at first to transition into that life, but I was able to raise our kids, and I was able to be the one doing it without putting them in daycare, and it was it was such a blessing to be a part of that, and, and to be able to successfully navigate that while also using cannabis, you know, was, was really, it was just such a blessing because otherwise I, w- I would not have been successful in doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jamie, your, da- your husband's a stay-at-home dad. Sure is, yeah. Does your husband smoke cannabis or are you cannabis? He, yes. Um, not often, but on occasion. But we find um, we find that it's, we need somebody like you, John, in our lives, I think. <laughs> because we are still kind of struggling with um, knowing where to get it and how, and not just where to go get it. There's plenty of places you can go get it, but to know the exact mix and dosage and all of that for each individual is hard for us to figure out. So if we were to come to your place, is that something you can help with or is that something you have to see a doctor for? We're a little confused on that. Yeah, so it's a great question. And listen, it's the hole in the market that we at Cloud Canvas are trying to fill. What you're describing is exactly the same experience I had when I got a recommendation from the doctor and then I had to go to a store. It, It can be very overwhelming. Cannabis has some very interesting names for some of the products. Yeah. And, uh, there's certainly a lot of different ways that you consume the products as well. So mm-hmm. when you come into a cloud cannabis store, it's education first. The biggest thing is to make sure that you understand, one, what you're getting, and mm-hmm. two, how to properly dose what you've right. received. And each product is going to fulfill a different need. So we have our stores broke up into a, broken up into effects so that you can go in and if you want to treat sleep, we have a full wall of effects that will just treat sleep with those products or will help you focus with particular products or energize you with products. And that's that's the biggest piece. So the hand-holding part of it is what's going to allow us to uh, have cannabis be a more open discussion, have it be more normalized, and it will allow other people to receive the healing of cannabis that right now are just intimidated by the whole procedure. Yeah, and that's it. So my husband has a pretty trauma-filled background and suffers from depression and anxiety, and he's the best dad in the entire world. But um, So we would definitely love to learn more and see if there's something that could help him just kind of ease some of those things that he deals with mentally so that he can enjoy this beautiful job he gets to have every day. So we'll, we'll be in. And I have to tell you that I've experienced what you just described firsthand because I personally was a little bit wilder than Elizabeth in my past. (laughs) (laughs) Do tell. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, but um, marijuana was just not my drug of choice. It's not something I had ever enjoyed when I tried it. Why though, Jane? And it was just, um, it always made me anxious and paranoid. And 
I'm the exact opposite in real life. I'm like a super chill person <laughs> in real life and relaxed yeah. most of the time. So um, after I had my second daughter, which is, which is really relevant in the Detroit mom world, right? I had postpartum. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I got put by my doctor on Zoloft, which is a great pill. Absolutely phenomenal drug. I would do, don't knock it in any way. But it does take away pretty much any emotion that you have. Yeah. And I hated that. And so I stopped taking it and was just trying to power through. And I went, this was back in 2016, so we weren't really up and running around here, but I went to Denver for a bachelorette party. Oh, yeah. Walked into a boutique, which I'm assuming is very similar to yours, where this guy talked to me for 45 minutes straight, asking me questions, wanting to know why I didn't like it, because I was there with a group and everything. And I walked away with some combination that was super high CBD and sativa, I believe. Did mm-hmm. that did that just make sense? Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and I that was the first time I had felt normal and I didn't feel high. Wow. It was the first time I had felt normal since having my daughter. And I remember just crying later that night, like this just like helped me it like literally helped me it didn't get me high it helped me I didn't feel paranoid I felt calm I felt Mm -hmm. focused Mm -hmm. and I was just overwhelmed and I've never been able to find that same experience again yeah well that's amazing so then I walked away from it (laughs) at cloud cannabis their goal is to help customers live higher but there's more to that than you may think they're talking about elevating your life your enjoyment, your health, and your productivity. It's taking your life to the next level and being the best version of yourself. They see moms in their stores every day exploring how cannabis can help them live happier and healthier lives. Whether you're new to cannabis or you already love it, Cloud has a product for you. Visit a Cloud Cannabis store and let their bud tenders guide you to the products that help you be happier and healthier. Simply the best version of yourself. Use code D. M-P, that's D as in dog, M as in Mary, and P as in peanut at checkout in the store or online to get $10 off when you spend $75 or more. Visit www.cloudcannabis.com to learn more. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, to to your story, come see me because that's very similar to the story I had. I never used cannabis before. Um, Mm -hmm. I used it for medicine. I was very intimidated. But I knew, fortunately, because of the advice of my doctor, to start slow uh, and work mm-hmm. my way up. And, and kind of what you're talking about, the sativa dominant with the high CBD content, is exactly what you would need because it's allowing you the, C, the, the high CBD content in your cannabis is going to kind of counteract that psychoactive high, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have a product that's a one-to-one, 1, 1% THC to 1% CBD, and that, that's a product that you're going to get the healing benefits of the THC, the anti-inflammatory benefits of it, but you're also going to not get the psychoactive necessary high that comes yeah. from the THC because the CBD will kind of counteract that. And again, that goes to the healed, not high, which is a huge designation to right, put on right. this because... I have no problems with people getting high. This is an adult use. This is a recreational drug for some people. But for a lot of people, this is medicine and medicine first. And for me personally, this was medicine from its heart. And, you know, we want to make sure to guide that experience for everyone so that, you know, you don't have to only go to Colorado to get a positive cannabis experience. We have it here in Michigan and in one of the best markets in the entire country. 
And I think a really quick, James, I want to kind of jump into this is what is the difference? Because you go to the farmer's market, there is CBD, all kinds of stuff happening all over the place. And I'm just like, as I walk by, I hear a lot of people say, am I going to get high off this? And I was like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I had to ask my husband. I was like, what is this big, what is the big deal with this? So I think people are so confused. And I'm sure we have so many listeners that are like, well, what is the difference between CBD and THC? Yes. And I, I, I say it like this. CBD is kind of the side dish to the THC when it comes to a, a meal of cannabis, so to speak. You oh. know, the, the THC is your meat and potatoes. Okay. The CBD is maybe your broccoli or green beans or a roll or something like that. It's one of the cannabinoids from the cannabis plant. It's, it's, it helps with anti-inflammatory. It does help with anxiety. Um, there's certain benefits that people receive from it okay. um, without, so to speak, a psychoactive high. However, it's not something that I personally have found that would relieve pain long term yeah. by in and of itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's one of those things where I get leery if I can order something that's a health and wellness thing off the Internet, you know, and so ship true. from a different state or a different country or something yeah. like that or sold at a gas station. Or oh, something. my yeah. gosh. <laughs> you know I mean? Please yeah. don't do that, guys. <laughs> yes. Don't do that. So um, it, CBD is part of it. It's part of the whole plant. And, and we speak to whole plant medicine because there's there's the whole plant is the medicine, you okay. know, from from beginning to end. So and CBD is part of it. But it's not the silver bullet that some people are looking at to be in and of itself. So I've noticed, I, I will say, I don't know what I did. Like, I think mom life, right? You bend over to pick up a kid and you're like, oh, God. Oh, my God. I pulled a muscle. Yeah. I don't know what I did. So my girlfriend was like, I have this um, uh, CBD, like, cream lotion that I got from Massage Lux. And I was like, what? I was like, okay. So I tried it. It did nothing for me. And yeah. I was like, how much did you pay for this? Yeah. And I think it, so I, I, when you say that, like, make sure you're getting it from a regulated place or someone that can actually say to you, hey, you're not going to just be like, huh, you know, like Icy Hot, like, the, I think in my mind, I was like, oh, it's going to be like Icy Hot. Like, yeah. I'm put it on and I'm going to feel instant relief, right? Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't like that. So um, I even question that, like, when I'm walking past things at the farmer's market, I'm like, that is a lot of options, yes. you know, like, yeah. how did you... This like woman or man, whomever's selling it, like, no, like, I, I just, I, as a mom, have so many questions. Like, how do you know all of this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, Seriously. And, and CBDs in particular are interesting because, I mean, if you go to any place now, you see shampoo, soap, oh, it's everywhere. lotion, everything has this cannabis leaf on it, right? Yeah. So to make you think that it's cannabis or it has some of the healing benefits of cannabis, and, and while it may have some CBDs in there. It's the whole plant that really derives the yeah. most healing from it. You know, so it's it's an interesting concept, but that same rub that you had from Massage Lux, a CBD rub, if you gave if I gave you a CBD rub that had THC in it as well, you would feel the oh, healing benefits of it. Um, there's transdermal patches on the market right okay. now that are CBD and THC, and you put them on your wrist or on the top of your foot, and you get healing for 8, 12 hours throughout the day where you're not high, but you're healed. And it's through just a simple patch. Do you guys carry that stuff? Yeah, it's oh uh, Mary's gosh. Medicinal product. It's a very, very good product. It's very clean. It's yeah. very easily dosable. And these, again, it's discreet. Okay. No one would ever know. And you're able to heal your body very, very naturally. Yeah. You know, without, you know, the traditional smell or type of aroma that people, you know, yeah. align with cannabis. Well, Not that there's anything wrong with that either. Yeah. 
you know, I'm not going <laughs> to lie when these guys were like, because I obviously know nothing about it. So we were sitting there and they're all just like, literally, it was just like, this, like they were carrying around a pencil. Mm -hmm. They they didn't hide it or anything, you know? So this goes back to me like, oh my gosh, like a little school girl, like, oh my God, they're smoking weed. Yeah. And I was like, said to my husband, I was like, what is, the, what is that? And he's like, that's, <laughs> there's marijuana in there. Yeah. I feel like and I was like, Beth, I feel like we need John to come to like a girl's night in somebody's home <laughs> where everybody feels safe. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. This it's a great idea, and, I, and and I'm telling you, this is what we need as an industry. We just need people to understand because it's yeah. it's on us from the cannabis community for not teaching enough people. So yeah. it's on us what people don't know. So you know, we really want to preach that. And the pens are a very interesting you know conversation because there's two different kinds. There's a straight distillate pen, which is one way, and then there's a a live resin pen, which is the full plant. So there's, oh these are conversations gosh. in store, but each one of yeah. those, each one of those pens, though they may look identical, okay, will treat your pain or anxiety or whatever you're trying to treat differently. But the thing about pen that's really unique is, in Michigan, yeah, where cannabis is legal, if you are a renter, and your landlord does not allow you to consume cannabis in your own home, you can't. So you have yeah. a legal product that people use you know, qualified patients, yeah. they can't use medicine in their own home. Oh so where gosh. are they going to use that medicine? Well, they go outside to use it. Yeah. No, you can't do that either. That's not legal. So maybe you go somewhere else and use it. You can't do that either. So it's yeah. very interesting. The pen provides an opportunity for people, particularly renters, yeah. for people that have to be more discreet about their cannabis usage to do so without the smell or the, you know, the side, okay. of, you know, the side of cannabis that people think of the stinky joints kind of a thing. Well, so, that's where right. my brain goes, not going to lie. Exactly, like, which there's a place for that, and that's yeah. fine. And and I get a large majority of my healing from actually consuming smoking cannabis. I mean... Because it goes into... My husband explained all this. So I think it's important we do explain this to people. I feel like Joel should get a credit for this I podcast. feel like Joel <laughs> would probably be like, oh my gosh. So what is so interesting about this is that I think that... Well, my husband was explaining to me that when you smoke it, it goes through your lungs, so that's why it's an instant high and, and absorbs. Versus the food, the like food or something like that that has to go through your intestinal tract and your lining and then absorb in, which could take thirty minutes to two hours. Yeah. So yes, and that's a great point, and he knows exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> so the activation times, which again, in the regulated market in Michigan, every single product that you buy in store will have specified activation times on it. It's okay. one of the safety warnings that has to go on the products. So edibles generally will have a 30 to 45 minute activation time. Now, again, that's why we say microdose start off very, very small. And we were talking about each person has a dosage level. My dosage level is 10 milligrams. It's been 10 milligrams for 10 years. It hasn't changed. Once you find that set point, that's what it is. But I think if you are using that properly, you know, and measuring yeah. it properly, you can work that activation time. For some people, that edible may not metabolize as quick as 45 minutes. Oh. And it may be a couple hours down the road and they're like, oh, okay, now I feel it. So that's yeah. why you have to be very, very careful with edibles. There is a push now in the market to do water-soluble gummies, which have a much faster activation time. Okay. So we're kind of seeing this trend where it's like speeding up the activation time with edibles. I think for me, an edible generally, I'll say 30 to 45 minutes activation time, and you'll get somewhere between four to eight hours worth of actual healing. 
Really? Whereas if you're using cannabis traditionally, like smoking a joint, yeah. you know, your activation time is immediate and your run rate is about an hour and a half to two hours. So you get a longer length of healing with an actual edible. However, I find it more manageable to use the flower because I know my ups and downs a lot quicker than with an edible. You know, sometimes yeah. you'll get an edible where it's, you know, it'll metabolize differently and you'll kind of feel a little spacey or maybe even a little stoned. And, and I try to avoid that at all costs. So that's, it's kind of like this trial and error that each individual person has to go through with cannabis. And what I'm honestly hearing from you, and I think it's so important we say this multiple times, is it's an individual thing. Yes. So what's so my one of my really good girlfriends, her husband is a pen user, pen mm-hmm. user, and I asked her, I was like, well, how was it? And she's like, I just didn't love it. He loves it. Yeah. So like her experience is, well, I don't really love it, but maybe if something was more catered to her, yeah, is no, that how it works, hundred percent. And he may be using a straight distillate pen. Okay. And it it may. I don't, I don't, I personally do not care for distillate pens because it makes me feel kind of spacey, so to speak. Really? But the live resin pens are perfect for me. It's okay. a different, it's the whole plant as opposed to just a piece of the plant. Okay. So it looks the same, it smokes the same, but it's a different feeling. And I know people that are heavy smokers, like traditional smokers, that will take a very low dose edible and it'll make them feel really high. Really? So the it doesn't necessarily quantify one way or another. Okay. You can have regular cannabis users that just really struggle with edibles. And I have a, a good friend of mine, childhood friend of mine, who's an everyday regular cannabis user, and he could take a 100 milligram gummy, and it doesn't affect him. And wow. I don't understand how 100 it does. 100 milligrams? Yes, yeah, so I don't understand how it does. And there's a golfing conversation behind this we can have off air, but oh, I don't know how it I don't know how it happens, but it does not yeah. affect him whatsoever. Okay. Um, I think he thought I was selling snake oil at one point in time, yeah. you know. But when he smokes, he gets the healing benefit of the cannabis. So every individual experience is going to be completely different. Okay. Uh, regardless of previous cannabis usage, or if you don't know anything about cannabis, it's so individualized, which is why it's very, very important to have that good educational experience yeah. at the retail level. You know, there's a lot of information online. We certainly have a lot of information on our website, cloudcannabis.com. But really that hand-to-hand, in-person experience is what's going to set us apart. Yeah, I think even I was just thinking to myself is... Like, you know how you go somewhere and someone's like, oh, do you want to try this? Like, even people, women, I doubt men are listening to this, but women just saying to themselves, I'm not going to try. I'm actually going to go in somewhere and make sure it's something catered to me is having that thought in the back of your mind to be able to say that versus like, oh, I'm just going to do it because everybody's doing it. Because then your experience is you're walking away with this very negative experience if you didn't enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And you're probably not going to come back. Yeah. And there is, you know, speaking to women directly, there are some uh, women-owned and women-focused cannabis brands in the Michigan market. One of them is called Artemis. It's uh, owned by a good friend of mine, Dory Edwards, and she's an amazing cannabis ambassador, an incredible cannabis mind. And she's been in cannabis in Michigan probably her entire life. Wow. But she has products, tinctures, what are tincture? Okay, you said this twice now. I'm yeah. like, we need to talk about this. Yeah, so a tincture would be, you know, just it's a traditional oil with an eyedropper and a little tube, and you oh. put it underneath your tongue, and you can, you know, consume cannabis that way. So, and those, again, those are those really easily digestible versions that take away the stigma of the stinky cannabis. Got it. And, and make it more approachable for certain people. But, I mean, there's some female-focused, like, specific brands that treat with, you know, 
menstrual pains and oh. there's some sexual aids and stuff like that with these particular female focused brands okay. that are it's this is not just rolling joints and eating gummies <laughs> or candy bars anymore. I mean, this is a yeah. fully regulated, mature market in Michigan. There's a place for all of us here. Okay. I know I love that. Okay, so Jamie, I have a question when it comes to your like when it comes to the disability community, where people fall with usage in the sense like are people to the point, are moms just willing to try anything or do you have half of, are you like divided? Are you more like, what is it like right now in that, that world? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's very divided. I mean, people, there's such a stigma around it that, you know, it depends on where it depends on your own personal background, what your viewpoint is of yeah. cannabis, right? And some moms like myself are extremely open-minded and we want to learn and we want to educate. And other moms hear the word cannabis and they instantly think of like, you know, <laughs> Cheech and Chong. And <laughs> it's, and they think bad. They think, you know, illegal. They think all of the things that are kind of like yeah. surrounding it. And, so it's very hard to break down the barriers with somebody that already has those preconceived notions. Do you think it's possible, John, to break that down? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's an information piece. It mm-hmm. really is. And and more people like Jamie, more voices, you know, more platforms like this to speak to people directly about cannabis will help. Uh, I mean, you got to remember this was, you know, demonized, made illegal, all of this kind of awful history to cannabis prohibition in this country that stretches back to the 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of work to be yeah. done to repair all that damage. You know, it's yeah. 100 years of damage done to this country and demonizing cannabis and and the prohibition and, the you know, the disproportionately um, affected communities that were yeah. damaged by cannabis prohibition. Yep. So um, we're trying to make up for a lot of, you know, lost time here. So it's a process, but this is what's going to end up moving the goalpost, so to speak, in, in, in the conversation when it comes to cannabis and cannabis accessibility. And, you know, I know my good friend who's a, you know, a cannabis doctor, a green doctor, so to speak, he has treated, you know, children who have, you know, have mental disabilities or even, you know, self-harm uh, challenges, and he has treated them successfully with cannabis. So I, I know that they're is healing out there for that community. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, merging that that accessibility and information piece. What do you think about that, Jamie? How do you think I, that, I, how do you do that yeah, in your community? I think, honestly, I think John hit the nail on the head that it's voices like mine yeah. that are going to be able to make the difference. But even, but it's going to, take me getting educated and people like me getting educated um, to really start talking in the communities that are willing to listen because, you know, everyone, people like me have a trust level with, uh, with most of the people they interact with as kind of a leader in the disability rights community. And um, it's just a matter of educating ourselves enough to the point where we feel comfortable educating others. Because right now I'm still, you know, I'm open to it, but I don't know. <laughs> so, and you hear stories all the time. I mean, I, I've read stories uh, where nonverbal kids with autism started speaking after being treated Whoa. medically with THC. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not talking about like a one-off on the internet. I mean, you hear lots 
of stories like this, and I know people whose children have benefited in that way from this. And it's fascinating. But then on the other end of the token, you have horrific stories of children who are hospitalized because their parents overdose them on things. And then I, and you know, one of those stories can knock away a hundred of the positive Mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. So we have to be very careful on, you know, how we're presenting the information. John, I love that you're talking to us because I think that that's a big, I think the big win going forward is going to be a really good partnership between, you know, the community of mothers and the disability community and the leaders and the cannabis community to educate each other and then educate the world. Yeah, I agree, Jamie. And, and, and that is the probably one of the most worthwhile and fruitful things that can come out of cannabis legalization mm-hmm. is the ability to allow people to have the healing of it that otherwise wouldn't. Um, you know, we did a nursing conference a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, uh, the doctor and I, and there were 340 or so nurses there. And we spoke about cannabis at length. And, you know, it was the, the, the content maybe turned a little dry for them. Mm-hmm. And it was very quiet, not a lot of questions and what have you. So me and my, my friend, we walked out, the doctor and we're talking. We were a little disappointed, you know. And as soon as they were released, it was like a flood. There was 30, 40, 50 of them coming right up to us and saying, hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? Mm-hmm. And they were afraid or intimidated to ask questions or to inquire in front of this larger group, but then at the end, they ended up being another large group in and of themselves who were brave enough to speak to us independently. So I think that opportunity, wherever it presents itself, is going to be fruitful for all of us. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I think there's also, I think situations like that, conferences, or, you know, I was joking earlier about presentations in people's homes, but maybe that's something that would work because... I can guarantee you 20 people right now that are interested in this that would never walk into <laughs> That would be at Jamie's store. house. Let's do it. Tupperware party. Let's go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's go. I, I mean, I, I, it, jokes aside, it's going to be what's going to move the needle here. Yeah. It yeah. really is. It really is. And, and what it does is it, it, it's interesting. There's an author who just recently wrote a book about, you know, it, it was explaining it was a kid's book talking about kids whose parents are in the cannabis industry. Oh, um, my And just kind of how to destigmatize that. And yeah. um, it's really great because in Michigan, to date, there are more than there are more people employed by the legal cannabis industry than there are in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So there's Whoa. a little bit less than 18,000 people employed in law enforcement in Michigan, and there's wow. just north of 19,000 people employed in the legal yeah. regulated cannabis market. So um, there's a lot of us out here who are fathers, who are mothers, who are grandparents or children, and um, we're just like everyone else. We've yeah. just you know kind of looked under the hood of this thing and said, wow, this is amazing, this is restorative, yeah. this is beneficial and it works so you know just getting that word out getting those stories out that's really what's going to help it is and I you know I it's interesting you know I've had conversations with people you could drink a bottle of wine a night and no one's like you're an alcoholic right you take an edible or a puff and people are like you do drugs Mm Yeah. And people that I know that drink are far worse Sure. because when I have a f- couple friends that do it and I didn't know that they did it and they were like, oh, yeah, I just pop a, a mint if I start getting a little stressed. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, I would have never known the difference. Mm-hmm. But when they drink alcohol, I'm like, Whew, sure. She'll have like three cups right now. Like, she can be able to wake up in the morning because I know myself, yeah. one, and I'm half of it, I'm done. Yeah. And so, how I think for us, and one of the biggest reasons working with you, you know, starting here is breaking the stigma. I think all moms, like you just said about the nurses, they want to feel good. Mm-hmm. And this is a natural product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your story, Jamie, about postpartum, there are so many moms out That's there huge. with postpartum depression. Yeah. And like you were saying, Zoloft, I can't remember. I think I had what I think at mine was Wellbutrin with my fourth and I hated it. And so I think that if we can have the conversation, you know, because even for myself, it's, it's a big part to share, you know, on a platform like Detroit Mom, um, because obviously this will go on there is. We will get people that will just be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you condone that, all this stuff. Right. But really what it is is I have a 20-year-old. I would rather be educated as a parent so that my daughter isn't out there smoking in abundance. Not, I don't know if she was, if she is or whatever. So, Lauren, if you are, don't tell me. <laughs> but actually tell me so I, we can talk about this. Yeah. But I think it's important as parents that we do have this conversation with our kids versus like, you don't, you better not be doing that. You know, I remember when I was growing up, my mom was like, if you even, obviously it was illegal then. But now with it being so legalized, I know that you can't get it until you're 21. But if you think for a minute your 21-year-old friends aren't in there purchasing it for your child, wake up, ladies. Right. Sure. Like, it's one of those things I think that we're all oblivious. It's like thinking that your kid's not having sex and you think back to like, oh, well, <laughs> when did I do that? You know what I'm saying? So I, it's like it's just so interesting how wine culture and all that stuff is just so like, I don't know if you if you pay attention. It's always interesting. Like if you're online, it's like I had to drink a bottle of wine because my child was like so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how come that's normal? That's like deemed so normal. But saying, whereas, I, you know, yeah, I, whereas yeah. there's levels of the, there's things in the cannabis industry that can help you deal with the the daily life of raising little ones and in enjoy a way your life that you're enjoying yes. it and you're not numbing it. And the other thing too, I mean, you know, there's there's never been a recorded death from cannabis, so I mean, that's just the facts are the facts, yeah. you know. Whereas alcohol obviously is responsible for, you know, a lot of deaths every single year across the country. I think a lot of it is marketing, you know. Um, oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. you really can't do anything without having alcohol being pushed in front of you yeah. these days. Um, so I think that's a lot of it, you know. Um, and just a lot of it is just misunderstanding, you know. There's a yeah. lot of big alcohol money that's working against cannabis in this country as well because they realize that once people understand that cannabis is a better option, yeah, they're going to lose some of this market cap rate, you know, and they don't want to do that, you know. No, it makes sense. And I think that's the hard part, you know, and I think that took us so long to kind of be like, it wasn't until more of my friends started being like, oh, yeah, like a friend offered a mint. And I was just like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I would never think that she would have done that. But it's that old school thinking, where's my daughter? Do you think she's growing up thinking thinking the way we do about cannabis? No, she's like, it's normal, mom. Everyone's doing that. Yep. Whereas I'm over here like, oh my gosh, is Susan doing that? Yes. You know, like it it takes that part to be like, who first off, who cares if they're doing it? Why am I so concerned? I always say this because in the mothering industry, women are so judgmental. Like, who really cares what you're doing with your kid? In the same sense, who cares what you're putting into your own body and why is it my job to judge you for doing that? 
But I think it's how we grew up too, right? I grew up in an, an era where it was illegal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas like our children right now are growing up where they see signs everywhere. So for them, it's just another product. So why are we as parents being so like, oh, why be a closet cannabis user? Yeah, I think I think you're identifying something that's really true. And when my wife hit me over the head and said, okay, this is not working with the Oxycontin and I started using cannabis, my daughter was three and my son okay. was one or, or just under one. Um, and I was home with them until my son went to kindergarten. So, I mean, you figure that was five years solid with him and her where I was blessed to be their parent and be home. But they have been aware, you know, obviously my son wasn't then, but from a very early age that cannabis is dad's medicine. Yeah. And that's what it is. So now my daughter is going to be a, a freshman next year. And um, well, that's a whole nother conversation. Whoa. But yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. But sh- uh, she knows cannabis to be medicine. She knows that what it's done for her dad. Um, yeah. And, you know, she's really my best friend, my daughter. And um, she understands. She gets oh. it, as does my son. And that will allow the next generation really to get it, too. And I know that if people, you know, said stuff, because, you know, you can Google my name. I'm out there now. And, you know, if people say stuff to my daughter, she doesn't take offense to it. She knows yeah. what's real. She knows you know, tangible what's yeah. happening in her life every single day and what cannabis has done for her father. So it's, listen, our kids are just better people than we are. Oh my you gosh, right? <laughs> oh my they're gosh. They're more accepting, they're more yeah. understanding. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest thing is we're all in this together, um, but we can only run our own races. And for me, my race leads me to cannabis and it may not be for someone else, but that's, yeah. that's the best version of me. And that's okay if it's not. And I think we need to you know, cut that part is like, if Susan or Sarah uses it, whomever uses it, right? That is her business. I think that most people, though, really want to use it. Yeah. Because I'm looking at all these things that they help with, sure. and I'm just like, well, I could use it for that. I'm not sleeping right now. Mm-hmm. I have tried over-the-counter stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can tell me that there is a wall in your in your facility I can come into, and there's stuff to help me with sleep, and you're going to tailor it to me... Mm-hmm. I'd much rather do that. It's something that's natural. I know where it's coming from mm-hmm. versus the other way around. So I think that's, I have a, I have a girlfriend, debilitating anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why, she's, she's very medicated. Yeah, yeah. If this is something that could help, and if it doesn't work, so my question to you is, if it doesn't work for someone, do you suggest they come back to you and you dosage them different or try something new? Yes. So it's a trial and error process. Okay. Um, because it is so individualized. So I would certainly ask that people take their time and allow themselves to experience, you know, a couple different products Okay. in order to see what fits for them. Because some people may, you know, work with the gummies or some people may work with the, the mints or the tinctures yeah. or what have you. So, uh, yes, it's a very individualized experience. So you have to take a couple goes at it. It's not for everyone, yeah. though, too. That's the other thing. I mean, not necessarily everyone is going to to, you know, have a good experience with cannabis, yeah. which is okay, too, exactly. you know, and the nice thing is if you try it and it's not for you, you get to walk away. Uh, that's what I was just again. thinking. I know. You know. You're not, it's not like you're going to crave it or anything like that. It's yeah. like, it's almost, you know, a lot of people say it's like chiropractic. Like when you go to the chiropractor, you feel better. Um, if you don't go, maybe you don't feel as great, but that's because it makes you feel better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know what works for you. And that's, that's the same way with cannabis. So it's you got to start slow and you got to take your time and you got to really have a 
good guide along with that experience um, to really fully, you know, feel the benefits of cannabis. It's out there, though, and it's for all of us. It really is. It's a plant that was here before us. It'll be here long after us, but it is amazing the restorative benefits that it provides. Well, John, you will be seeing my husband, Mark, and I very soon. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Listen, I'm happy to do it, And, and, and I appreciate the platform to speak to this because it's it's very personal for me, as you can tell, but we're very passionate about it at Cloud because we feel like we're doing the right thing, and we're doing it with the right people. We're very culture-based. Um, we mean what we say. We say what we mean, and, and, and we're happy to be, you know, really the entrance point for people in cannabis in Michigan. Yeah, no, and I think that there needs to be people like that, and I think that was the big thing in working with you. We're like, you know, we're not looking to, to be, hey, we want you to go out and use cannabis. We want you to be educated to make an informed decision for yourself. You know, because I think there are a lot of women out there that drink alcohol that really don't want to do it, but you're in a social setting Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. What if you could have a little bit of something, something Mm -hmm. before you go to the party, you don't have to drink alcohol and you still feel really relaxed and like kind of on the same level as your friends. Sure. Because these are all things I think like, Things that I go through on a daily basis, whether it's stress or not being able to sleep, I'll buy something over the counter, but I'm not buying something that's more of a natural product by somebody who's licensed yep. and has the education. Yep. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. Well, it's, it's, it's the way our minds are built, right? It's yeah. telling us that the pharmaceuticals are supposed to be your first and best option. I'm telling you, I could right now probably suggest seven or eight things that I know would provide you with a good night's sleep tonight. Really? No low dose, no, you know, come back in a week. Yeah. I mean, I know it would work this evening for you. So, okay. I mean, that's really the power of cannabis is that there's lots of options. There's okay. lots of ways to get into it, but you can treat that ailment um, yeah. right away. And, and listen, anyway, we have, let's say, 300,000 registered medical patients in the state of Michigan, right? That number is kind of slowly declining as the adult use market picks up. Okay. But let's say 80% of our consumer or our customers are adult use consumers. Probably 50, 60, 70% of them are actual medical patients, you know, if you broke it down to technicalities. Because like you, not being able to sleep, that's a medical ailment that you could treat with cannabis. So technically, you're using cannabis as medicine. But the thought process is, is that cannabis isn't medicine to some people, yeah, but it absolutely yeah. is. And it's medicine to people that I think think that they're not using it as medicine. I think it's still medicine so for some of those people. That is, I think there's so much, you know, because I, I know even uh, I wanted to jump into, which is probably a whole nother podcast, but like the differences between like, you know, you're talking, is it indica and... Sativa, yeah. Sativa. One's an upper, one's a downer. Yep, and the thought process is that sativa is more your uplifting, more of your daytime type of a strain. Something, you know, I... One friend who says he'll smoke sativa and he'll clean the house or something like that, which is oh, okay, which is Mike okay guys, go ahead. <laughs> His wife like, loves that. Where can uh, I get that? <laughs> you know, and an indica is more of kind of your downer, more of okay. your nighttime type of an option. It's more of a body type of a, a relaxing feeling. Um, again, it depends on what you're trying to treat. Uh, a lot of times, a hybrid is going to be the best option for people. Sometimes I know sativas for me they heighten my anxiety, so I try to stay away from sativa dominant products because they. I know for me, they just don't work very well. So I'll lean more towards the hybrids or the indicas. You know, again, with low THC levels, low dosages, but it's individual for everyone. So whether it's a sativa or it's a hybrid or it's an indica, there's a lot of with the terpenes that 
you know, we're just learning so much about the plant yeah. in ways that really the whole plant can help benefit people. But again, it's so personal. It's so one-on-one, -on -one, and it's so important to be a guided process so that you can get the true benefits of it. And I've just honestly never thought about it, that it was so individualized. It is. Like, it is. And, and I'm telling you, people will say, okay, well, I'll, I'll drink a beer, and they'll know what that beer is, or, or they'll understand how it affects them. Cannabis isn't like that. It affects everyone completely different. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's the nice thing about it, because you just find what works for you, and you just roll with it. And it doesn't change. So... If my dosage, like I said, my dosage is 10 milligrams, it's been 10 milligrams for 10 years. It didn't go up to 15 milligrams or 20 milligrams or 25 okay. milligrams. It is what it is because that's what my body really responds to. And there's some power to getting that dialed in. There's some yeah. power to being able to say, no, I don't need to take an aspirin. I don't need to yeah. take a Motrin or, you know, I'm, I can treat my medicine with a natural plant that I know exactly. was tested. You know, it's licensed and I can trace it all the way back to where that seed was planted into dirt. Oh my gosh. Jamie, we'll have to talk about, so we'll have to have Jamie come in and do, you know, experience this and all that. And then I'll have to come back in and check out your, your wall of different things, maybe check out something for sleep. And then maybe we could do a follow-up podcast for people. Cause I think people are, I, I want to like maybe even walk people through your journey. Cause I know there are listeners we have right now that are like, okay, what does this look like? Even my husband was very particular. He's like, if there's anything, it goes right into a safe, you know, because I know people are worried about their kids and stuff like that. You know, there are a lot of things that you have to be considerate of and, you know, cautious about, but kind of giving people that, you know, experience and what they would experience with you versus, you know, going into some random place at the corner by your house, not saying that they're not good or it's not regulated, which I'm sure they all have to be, right? But I don't know. I think there's something different to it. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate you saying that. And, and we think so too. Um, yeah. And we've worked really hard to kind of foster that type of an atmosphere at all of our cloud stores. And yeah, I mean, I, I certainly welcome the opportunity either in store, on podcast, at a yeah. Tupperware party at Jamie's house, however... <laughs> We're going to do this, um, yeah. but so forever thankful for the opportunity of the platform because yeah. this, this is the truth. We just want to educate people. Yeah. Honestly, like that's the biggest thing, whether you choose to do it or not, sure. or you're, like you say, cannabis curious, which I love that little slogan. Yeah. We just want people to make an informed decision mm -hmm. because they have the information. Absolutely. And so thank you for being here. Okay, guys, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so more moms can listen. See you later.